Next up on the list is AC-130 above, also known as Ness. Pretty good medic player, South American, and has a lot to say about the region and of ex experiences as a South American player coming into RGL. I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself now. Hello everyone. Uh, my name is Nez, I think, let's think I already said. And I'm very glad he invited me. And that's basically it. Thank you, let's think. Fair enough. So let's start off. What got you into competitive at first? At first, um, basically I started like competitive teaching around like two thousand, uh, the end of 2011, 2012, like started 2012. Um, I don't know. I, I played a lot of like casuals, not casual at the time. It was like community service at the time. Basically I, I was looking for some like more fun or some challenge, if you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, I know I feel like a couple of friends who, like, already in competitive, and then, like, we, like, form a team, and that basically started me playing as a roamer on sixes. Uh, when did you get into Highlander? Highlander was in 2014 when, like, my friend, and, like, he plays until today, like, Zolak, uh, he, he invited me to his Highlander team, and then I started in UGC. I started as a demo man. Ah. I had no idea was what I was doing. Uh, Optimum was it? Would that be the team? Yes, one hundred percent. How was it? I mean, pretty much all the people like in there was like sixes player, or they had no idea what they were doing. So our first <laughs> match was in like like not Grand, it was Gravel Pit, and we lost. And that basically, yeah, I remember, it was super fun, <laughs> but still we lost. So what was it like getting into the South American Highlander scene at first? At first, I mean, South American Highlander wasn't, like, the big picture of, like, South America. South America, like, was all about sixes. Sixes right. was, like, the face of South America. People, like, all, always wanted to play sixes. Highlander was, like, always the second option. If you don't, don't have anything to do, if you don't have, like, a puck to play on in sixes, you can try to kill for Highlander, and that's basically it. When would you say South American Highlander was at its peak? At its peak? Yeah. Um, I think, like, 2019, 2020. Hmm. Uh, so, like, right around COVID, kind of? I think before even start COVID, like, to, like I think 2018 to 2020. Because... At that time, like a lot of like good players started like to come back to, to like TF2, and they're all Highlander players. We have like a bunch of like good players playing around, like uh, uh, Senorax, who is like a heavy player. We have Capone, who was playing with his brother. Um, um, who else? We have Kovacs, we're playing too. Like we have a bunch of teams. Like, like all all over the place it was super fun to play. I and even my, also my friends like came back to play with me for one season then we like kind of quit yeah i never remember you got me into a season as like a south american highlander demo or heavy <laughs> like yeah. and heavy that was pretty fun so um what was the reason for it kind of going on the decline again it doesn't really seem like south american highlander is that active anymore i mean south american highlander like right now it's like bigger than sixes because, oh, well, last time uh, I talked. Yeah, yeah, that's really weird right now. That's like, if for some people it's like Dark Age, but 
like on Highlander, we have more players than sixes. I don't know why. What's going on? When did Basically, that happen, anyways? When they happening? Um, yeah, because I think last time I talked to you, I was like, "Oh, South American Highlander is kind of dead." <laughs> yeah. So apparently, they are starting like a new, um, like newcomer type of thing. Like they're trying to teach players. They are like uh, trying to get a positive mental attitude towards like newcomer players in South America. Oh, that's uh, they're great. even trying to help them, so they kind of like created a pug website so they can actually play pugs with like uh, new players and old players can actually help. Like what? they have a zero tolerance on toxic players, so like they get two strikes, they're out. Like that's they're out nice. forever. What's the uh, website? Uh, let me see. Like it's like TF uh, T- Highlander TF2P Cup BR, and they have TF2 like. What no- cup? Uh, pick up BR. I can send it to you one sec. Ah, yeah, sure. I don't think I'm having luck finding it. But uh, that's actually really interesting to hear, yeah. Yeah. I think for a bit. The ADL started in sixes. Like, the sixes guys, like, they had nowhere to play. Like, only on, like, like, uh, private servers for some players. And then, I think it was Kovacs and someone else, I think. Uh, Zolak also. uh, They... They like pay like someone to like roast the website, and so they started this whole Pug Sixes group, so like everybody in Sixes can play it. And then the Highlander had the same idea: oh, like this is really good, this is working. We're gonna create our own one. So yeah. people in like GATF2, like JATF2, were like uh, anonymous players of Tier Two. They like the idea. They create the website with them, and they start this like like good pr- pr- project. Yeah, I feel like a good pug, like a good pug site or like group, really helps the scene develop. If it's like smaller and more niche, it just like really generates interest and allows people to connect. Mm-hmm. So, um, for a bit, a lot of the South American players were kind of just like migrating to RGL for Highlander, right? Yes. Like the reason why is like the same way, like you said, like the Highlander is being dead or the six is like dying. Like basically, all like what's going on is like people are stopped playing or they have like some like beef on some players or some kind of disagreement like every tiny bit happens and like people are like just want to like leave here because they see no future they, they're not having fun anymore hmm. and uh what do you say that like a lot of this, like a lot of the players who moved to North American Highlander, like still play it, or do you think most of them have also kind of filtered out at this point? Like, I'm gonna say by my part, like I kind of lost like kind of an interest between like South America. I just play with like friends and stuff because I like to hang around around with them, or uh, they ask me to like help them with something. That's basically it. Um. But, like, the reason why I played, like, started playing in RGL and, like, UGC, like, uh, North America was, like, I didn't see South America being, like, any sort of, like, moving around with the meta or, like, ad- adopting a new, like, stuff. Right. Because uh, before, like, police actually to join, like, North America, we still, like, uber heavy and walk in with the heavy watering around. Oh, yeah, I remember doing some, like, South America games and just going, like, f- 50 kills 400-something yes. DPM on actual heavy. 50, 52% heals. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to play, but um, 
Does it on see- heavy perspective, yes. <laughs> yes. Do you think like South America has a bit more of a future now when it I comes mean, to competitive? I mean, with like this new pod group starting, like people actually helping helping like newcomer players, they I think they has a future. But still, people are like some some people are like not like welcoming. They don't want to change. Um, they like they are in the safe bubble, if you know what I mean. Right, right. Like they just wanted things to kind of stay the same. Yes, they they want to think to stagger and like stay like this. Or there's like a small part of people like they lost all their hope and they just want to die so they like they can revive it later <laughs> as a phoenix. <laughs> that is indeed poetic. Yes. Wax poetic even. So um how did you initially get into RGL anyways? Or um, like uh or NA in general? Like RGL, if I remember right, I was playing on like uh f- not face, it was um e- 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 ESEA, like is there, right? Oh. I was playing with like um Drugster 420, Discord, TF, Melon, and someone else. I think I ranked, like, Wubs was there, too. I think I ranked for Wubs once, and Zebra was there, too. And they like, hey, do you have a Highlander team? Do you want to try out for mine? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And then I try out for Medic for, like, Home Depot. Yep, and then, I like, remember. all of this started. I had no idea, like, what the fuck was happening. We had some fun times, Medic and Pirate. Yes. Because all my idea, like, about that time, like, I'm pretty much, like, the um, the guy who just came by. I'm no one, if you know what I mean. I'm just going to follow you and, like, don't say no to, like, I'm going to say, like, yes for everything you guys said because I think you guys know better than me because you're, uh, like, around here, like, much longer than me. Hey, we so. had some nasty pirate Ubers. Yes. Season 7. It was great. So, um, what are some of your biggest issues, like, Issues with South America. South America right now, like, from my experience, I'm going to say, like, I don't kind of care, like, if this, like, comes around or not. I'm just going to say, like, we had a problem with, like, some sort of... I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to, like, people getting around or messing with him because that's basically it. All right. So he's, like, Parma banned from, like, LBFTF. And, like... Uh... I heard for someone who is very trustable, like they're like the, he he was saying, like if he if we don't like unban him, he's not gonna like put his mouth out to say, hey, let's play FBTF again. Hey, you should not play FBTF if they don't unban me because yada yada yada. And so that's basically it. So it's like hugely influential people kind of just like battling out in the league, skin caught the crossfire. Yeah. So like the thing is. Um, we have a really small community at the moment. Like, even though we have like a bunch of newcomer people coming around, uh, the higher divisions are like one team and maximum two teams. So imagine inviting NA being only two teams, and that's it. Yeah, and there's a major gap on skill, like among them both. So it is really hard to actually manage like two teams and like put two teams on like advance that you know. They're gonna lose on invite, but still you need to like pick them up like two or three teams on like advance so they actually can fill up on the invite. That's basically the, like Brazil invite right now. Hmm. Okay. We have no like invite players like invite only one or two team at maximum. So uh, 
What were some of the things you liked about South America, though? Like, when it came to Highlander or Sixes and TF2 and Like, South America, like, things that are, like, it's yeah. basically, like, people, they, they it, like, people are not changing at all. Like, they are still, like, the same people in, like, 2015. They're still the same people, like, right now. So, like, if you, like, if you know someone from back in the day, they're still the same person. They are still the same goblin that you used to know. So, so so like it is basically if you know like it's basically like a school type of shit like like you know everybody right and the upside of that is kind of that like if you have a good friend like they're not really going to change that much compared to like something like north america where it's a lot more volatile yes and even though if you have like someone you dislike they're not gonna change it's still gonna be like some uh, a creature to you. And I could see how that could be a bit of an issue with, like, a smaller player pool. Yes. Um, so, what were your impressions of North American Highlander initially, of RGL, once you started, like, once you switched? I mean, in, like, when I started, like, in RGL, like, everything's new. Like, it is even though, like, you started, like, new thing, you started, like, a new save file, if you know what I mean. Mm, yeah. In, like, a new region. And then, like, everything is new. You want to discover everything. It's, like, a really good, like, uh, feeling to have. Like, you discover stuff. Um, I discovered, like, Luigi's team, like, Home Depot was super fun to play with. I have, a, like, a lot of friends there. Like, Kegaman, you, Luigi, Zebra. I can name everybody. Yeah, it was a like, very fun group. Yeah. Um, And I don't see, like, me as, like, a player and as a person having problem with, like, anyone, like, even on a team and, like, outside of the team. I don't feel like I had enemies, like, like before and, like, right now in RGL. Right. I feel like... Yeah. I feel like that's one of the benefits of, like, an out-of-region player. It feels like it's just, like, a lot harder to really get on people's bad side. It feels like, you know, coming as an outsider. Yes. Um, so, did anybody really, like... Outside of the team, how was your reception? Like, did people treat you well mostly, or were some of them, like, kind of rude? Like, what was the social response to you playing in RGL? I mean, whenever people, like, they're not, like, familiar with me, they're like, okay, we have, like, a South American here, I don't know what to do, like, is he okay? Can, can he speak English? Like, like, in my mind, I have, like, those thoughts, like, I don't think they're gonna like me at all, like, because, uh, like, I'm not from here. I don't know. Those type of thoughts came in my mind. Like I'm very paranoid, like paranoid, paranoid person. Paranoid. That's so. fair. Did any of that actually end up like ever like uh, seeming to become the case? Like only one, two cases, but like they're out of like um, like they are super way out of like this like kind of conversation because like they're separate occasions. That's I fair. Think I understand like, like stuff like in the wrong way and like. It kind of like snowballed it, and then we kind of like started it out. Okay. Um, what's one of the things you don't like about RGL? Like that hasn't really rubbed you the right way as an out of region player. Um, RGL being like okay, I don't think it's like an RGL issue. It's just like kind of like North American issue. It's um. It is weird when you know someone and like someone it's like uh like a very high rank in like NA in general. So I remember I was ranking for like one team like as medic 
and then like uh some like the other ringer was bitching at me because i was not healing him enough so he's he started like calling me like really kind of bad words oh yeah you know i mean no, I, and I was like like what is wrong with him like what the fuck is going on yeah the player culture can be a bit iffy here i want to say definitely so that's one thing that i like kind of encountered was like very weird but like still one case is out of like many so right kind of don't care it's all about like the people you surround yourself with yeah so overall yeah. you'd say you've had like a pretty good experience yeah I mean, yeah, I had a pretty good experience. Like people like here like have been treating me very well. So like I have I, I have not like saying like I don't I don't feel like I'm saying like bad stuff to like all of them because they're treating me very well. So it's right. really like a positive thing to me. So I'm like very like happy with in general stuff. Uh do you wanna go ahead and queue for some casual now, by the way? Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh I feel like I've been on your profile for a bit. I'm just awkwardly looking at it. Your guards heal. There's only so many things to go to. Uh, so anyways. What is one thing you think our, like RGL as a league could do better when it comes to like out-of-region players? If anything. Or do you think they do a pretty respectable job of it? I mean, this all like restriction from like um, South Americans or like out of region players. I know how it started. It started like when when it was a team full of um, like invite players in Brazil. I know it's a like small pool, but still we have like a full like nine stack, eighteen stack of like like uh, high skilled players in Brazil. And then on first season of RGL, um, I think they they got into like IM or amateur. I don't. Kind of remember yeah, yeah, I think it was like the time slash Rolex team, yeah, yeah, Strobe, so they, that guy. They like they just put like them into like I am on amateur and they like full steam roll like the whole season, and people actually got really mad at it. So that's basically how it started, right? And it's like you can kind of get where our is coming from, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like they are coming from me, I think like it's more like a side effect, like. I'm just getting the shrapnel from it. Yeah, like you weren't responsible for that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's because, definitely unfortunate. Because like when I was trying to like queue up for like France team, basically, like I having like two or four Brazilians or like South Americans, like Argentinian players. Um, shout out to them because I really enjoy them. But I though I can't because there's like like non South uh, North America restriction, but like three players in the team. I think the, I think this, uh, these days though, it's only like if you have one fifty ping or over. Yeah, I believe they changed it at some point. I don't think so. They still have like if you have more like more South Americans than like North American player, the team is not allowed to play. Uh, okay. So I know there's just South America kind of has where you just like ping in the region. Yeah. Um. Like ping, ping. Yeah. It depends from like classes for being like a an issue. Yeah, but like for more supportive or like projectiles, I would imagine that'd be a kind of consistent issue. No, like projectiles is just pure hell. I even <laughs> tried to play pyro like in high ping. It's still like it's worse than having problems. Yeah, still and it's reason. like there's fairly consistent ping issues throughout the region, right? Like if. Yeah, like some people get better connection to a North America yeah, than the South America connection, and like better servers. I don't know. It's just like internet stuff. Yeah, kind of sucks. Um, what is like? 
what sort of thing would make you interested in going back to the South American leagues? Like, what do you think they'd need to change for that? They need to change. That is a really hard question because I was talking with like two of my friends who has been like admins in like uh, South American too. And like, we were talking about this and we came up in a conclusion that like, it is hard to say, but like the community is just trying that like itself from inside, like people, like they're not trying to, they like they're sabotaging themselves, but like they, like they don't know about it. Like they can't, right. they're, they're like, they're things they're doing, they're sabotaging, but like they don't know, like they don't know about it. So what what could be like they're doing it wrong that could change? I think I think the perspective that they like put themselves into like hey, like hey uh, I know that I didn't record a demo and I need to be punished, but like hey we have a really small community, so don't ban me because of this. So imagine this case escalating into something else. Like hey I know I got a vac ban, so but we have a really small community. Please don't ban me. Hmm. I see. I'm going to join a community server, by the way, like just like a random one, because I don't think we're getting into casual. Okay. If you want to go and join off of me. Yeah, I'm going to join. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. So it's like. Hmm. I don't know. What sort of change would you try to like implement yourself, though, if you were in the position to? Or do you think it really would just have to come from like a community wide level and not really like staff? A community wide. Like, I think it's already been doing. Like, we have like this group. I, I talk like newcomers are coming towards like pods right. and stuff. I think this is already being implemented. I think it's like a wrong, not wrong. I mean, I think it's a long um, way to put it, but I think it's like, even though it's long, like the long road to, like, to build up like a community from the ground, I think we need to have like a player base right now before we even started to like think about like, like invite. So Imagine if like NA doesn't have like the um, like the player base. Like we have like newcomer amateur. Imagine if you don't have those type of like players. We only have like invites and like advanced players. Hmm. We yeah. don't have anybody else, so we don't have a player base. So who's gonna like substitute those people? Like those people in the future when they quit? Right, and it's just like really hard to kind of compensate for that to fix, to build that up from the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So like we don't have like a like a like like uh base players right now so right. we don't have any reference from like low 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 um what do you call low uh division players hmm. so that's the issue like for me right now i think we need to have like new players who are they like they are coming right now actually like they're gonna uh keep like getting like their skill level up playing mge playing a lot of, a lot of pugs so like this is a long process, but still, this is like a healing process for like South America. And do you think that like there'd be North American interests as well, like some of the more Southern North American players? Do you think they would kind of like try and do some teams as well, or like fill in for some of the gaps? You mean in South America? Yeah. Okay, uh, like. South America never has like in like North America or like EU or anywhere else like players come by. Like we all been like a very um like a like a like a zone like a uh, like a region who never comes by with like a new player like a, an outsider. If you know oh, what I mean. that's fair. Yeah. Like you're one of like the pioneer person who came by. If you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting. 
like EU players as well. Like we have like maximum five EU players like playing like all over the like seasons. Um, you, I think someone else plays as well. I don't. Kind yeah, of I think you're kind of So, what's the yeah, current state of the South American meta? Meta right now, I think people are trying to adopt and trying to like to put it like in South American way, the same like meta as NA because we kind of have a lot of influence from like Capone, Mujed, uh, Locks who played in RGO as well. Um, and they are actually trying to implement the same meta in NA to like South America because right. the meta, if you know what I'm saying, like imagine Asheville, we still holding under point. Yeah, no, it just, it just felt like always just like very chaotic and individualistic, kind of just like out damning other people and tanking one person. Yeah. Like, in South America, I know people, like, in North America also, like, this, like, kind of steal. But, like, in South America, it's basically, we don't care about, like, uh, we don't kind of care about, like, uh, strategic maps. Like, we kind of just want to out-DM them. That's basically what right. I said. I remember when I was, like, helping, like, like a cast in, like, Crits cast. Um, the, like, the other guy was saying, like, it's very chaotic, like, madness all over the place. Like, there's a small fight there, small fight here. Uh, Spy, like, fighting a sniper at spawn. There's, like, very weird stuff happening, like, every, like, tiny bit of the map. Like, at the same time, everything's going on. It is really hard to, like, understand what's going on. And, like, you get what is going on in, the re like, small pieces. Right. So it's, like, kind of, like, exciting. You've seen people just kind of adopt. Yeah, like... In 2015, we're still, like, 2016, we're still holding, like, under in, like, Asheville, imagine. Yeah. I so, saw the same sort, well, not, ex like, the same us, but, like, the same sort of thing happening in Australia, like, around, over, like, quarantine, or, like, towards the end of it, like, uh, teams would get, like, demo reviews from somebody like Bull or Mayo, Bull of Mayo, and kind of import a little bit of that. It's just sort of interesting to see. Um... So what are your favorite classes to play on ping usually? Like, what do you usually end up playing as an out-of-region player? Like, I'm a main medic. Don't get me wrong, I really enjoy playing medic. Right. But still, I'm kind of burnt out of medic. Uh, I don't know, like, I like I enjoy playing heavies, uh, medic, spy, and, like, um, engineer. Engineer is, like, hella fun right now for me. That's fair. Um, how impactful did it feel for Medic? Impactful for Medic? Yeah, the ping. Um, like, you need to get used to. Like, ping is not one of the things that you, like, understand from, like, the first time you were playing. You need to get used to it. Because even though the arrows are weird, it has, like, fucking two seconds of delay. It's really annoying. Um, like, another part, it's, like, whenever they're using crits, you need to know by, like, like two seconds ahead, like they kind of like wanted to walk in because imagine if you don't understand the call out, they're walking in, they use crits and you die because uh, slow brain is like and like ping issue. Right, so it's like you have to predict it more, or like be able yes, to know in advance. Really more predict, like you need to predict like two seconds ahead what's going on. Do you think it's made you a smarter player for it though? In some sort of yeah, like mm. you, you kind of predicted what's going on and you try to understand their like kind of movement before it's even happening. So you pre um you pre fill up like someone what they need in advance. So like if you throw a sandwich, like you throw a sandwich like two seconds ahead when the medic needs it, or you throw an arrow whenever like a demo is bombing, you hit it in the air, 
he's waiting for an arrow, like, and then he realizes, oh, you're right, it's enemy. And do you think just having that sort of understanding and experience will, like, help you on lower ping as well, typically? Like, yeah, if you ever... 100%, 100%. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Because uh, you're going to start doing things, like, in advance that you, you're just going to, like, imagine you're constructing, like, a, like building, a, a, like, a bridge, and all the base is already built, and people are waiting to put, like, the things in, like, on top of the bridge. So people are not realizing, oh, the, like the base is already built, so let's start it. And that's basically it. Right. How about the South American casual scene? What's that like these days? The teams? The, the like casual the scene. Casual. casual? Yeah, like matchmaking community servers in-game. Uh, we still have like the Dust Hotter uh, default bot, uh, my god, and those kind of like bots and stuff. It is really funny because my like does Hotter always go scout well in like spy busting with like scout on bat. Um and occasionally he goes like engineer and builds a sentry in like weird places. But still like I kinda say like sixty percent it's like a good game without a bots and like forty percent is a pub stomp. How does it feel compared to North American casual servers if you've had the opportunity to play on some of those as well? Um I kind of have like a small um, sample of like playing casual, but it's like 90% of the games we had like a good game. Like we lost one, but like was a tight game. And like 10% was like, okay, we have like 40 bots in the enemy team. <laughs> yep. MVM. Yeah. Have you had a particularly good or bad staff experiences with RGL people, players, and, and, and admins? Um, I I don't think I can say like bad way, like guard, if you know what I mean, with like a staff. I only remember like when Will Medic was like on staff. Um, he like what happened with God of Blast was really weird because God of Blast was like me, Nerdaloid, um, Menlo, uh, Bacon. Um, some sort of like those players, I, right. I rain on spy. So they like we played like invite quals. We lost like two one one. And even though we like try our like our best, we weren't trying to like to like throw it. Uh, we're still getting class restriction and like every single class was getting like class restriction, uh, from those players. So like, uh, nerd like could not play demo or like heavy or like uh, scout. He can only play this class. Everybody could like was having like sniper uh, class restricted. So like our sniper was I think was Shay got class restricted. Yeah. Um Rain got like restricted to only spy. Uh, and it was actually very weird what's like what happened there. Okay, yeah, definitely That's sounds my like only, a like weird experience because I think my whole team got like class restricted and that killed the team. So do you feel do you feel like uh, constantly becoming the new, the new head admin for Highlander and Wilmatic stepping down is a good thing? Um, or is it not something like, you really have enough experience with? I never experienced like this before because like um, I kind of don't remember who was the head admin before like I even started because I wasn't paying enough attention who it was. Right, right. So like Wilmatic was the one that I actually noticed and like people were like talking and stuff. I think like season eight to like. 
I don't know, season six or five or something it was Micah before that. I think it was like Exa and then um after season eight, I think it was like Wilmatic or season nine, one of the two, I think season nine maybe. And now it's uh, gonna be constantly. Yeah, so I haven't like um had problems with any like Micah or like Exa <laughs> before. Like right. no problem. Um did you have any like interesting interactions with admins though as a result of like being an out of region player? Um the only interaction that I had was like I remember what happened like last season, I think, for um what do you call uh for my team. We we're like trying to play uh, on um like advance, like popular pipes. We're playing in advance, we try to like invite calls. Um I'm not gonna say like because I am like I'm kinda biased but what will happen, so I'm gonna say like like in like impartial way. So we played the the calls. We didn't like try to like throw it, but like our demo like didn't want to play invite, neither are heavy, so um and me because I have to pay and like one dollar is like six of my currents. Like yeah, imagine this is like very, kind of very expensive to me. But still it's not an, an issue. And it's like we didn't try to throw it, but uh the thing what happened was like um we did we play like invite we we lost the qualifiers the first team we were playing the qualifier like died and then we were the second we didn't say like this is like hey this is like unfair so let's die as well so we kind of died and two bottom teams on invite calls uh they got moved up to invite and that's basically what happened yep so what do you say like RGL could maybe like be hidden in qualifiers a bit better in specific I think so. Even though I'm like I'm out of like out of region player, I think I think like putting more. I'm not gonna say effort because I think everybody's putting effort to like everything right. because they're doing it because they want to, and and it's like I think they could give more attention. I think that's a nicer way to put it to like qualifiers and stuff. It feels um, like a lot of the time teams just like throw and then get off kind of scot free with qualifiers, and then sometimes it's just like completely random. You know what I mean? With like yeah, 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 who yeah, actually gets punished? All right, all right. Um, what happened next? We were putting into main because we tried to like off class, even though I one thing is I I actually know it's a problem that I agree one hundred percent. I think whenever the like the the like the notice that you get like hey you're in quals. And whenever they like post them, like post the match um, schedules, they put like one day or at the day that we are gonna play it. Like we have no sort of a, like waiting or like like preparing ourselves to like we hey we're playing quals and that's it. Because uh, like whenever quals ends, uh, it's re regular season start. So it's really strange the way that you. Okay, let's play quals. We ended up quals. Like right now, next like next one day or two, we are playing the actual season. We don't have time to prepare ourselves. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I definitely get that. Um. Do you feel like you get enough representation as an out of region player? Like, do you feel like RGL accommodates you enough that like you're able to like talk about concerns to staff members and get like answers if you need to? I mean, I never had the experience, but still, I think that like like this small sample of steps that I interact with, they all treated me very well. Even That's like even with Medic, I like talk with him. He treated me very well. Um I think I talked with um like 
Space question mark? I don't remember. They, like, they Space Ghost Coffee? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I okay. They me very well, so like, I'm not ca- like kind of uh, wanting to like say bad stuff because... That's always nice. Yeah. Um, let's... If you had the opportunity to, if you, to like volunteer for staff work or like the time to, would you do that as an out-of-reason player? Yeah, 100%. Hmm. Like, even though like, um... I'm an out-of-region player. I always wanted to help, and I wanted to keep this game alive in sort of way. Like, you're talking with, like, a player in a region that, like, the game is dying, and we right. wanted to have people, like, actually helping, not, like, like trying to kill it even more. Um, and it's just, like, you want to make sure that same fate doesn't happen in other areas, yeah. Yes, 100%, 100%. I really respect that, yeah, it's pretty noble. Um, okay. Have you, yeah, uh... I- because like I have like all the bad sort of like experience of um like what's going on in like here like in South America I don't want that same thing like happening into other regions right because um like people like hey I know I got a vac man please don't ban me I f- I really respect when like admins or like staff members does not like say no I'm not gonna unban you or like hey I'm still gonna ban you anyway. Have you um, ever applied to RGL? Um, so I think I was talking with like someone and like, I don't remember who I was talking to, but like, yeah, I applied to RGL being like a, like a middleway between like RGL staff and like helping like non-South, like non, not, not South America, but like uh, any player that's come by by like out of region, right? Like an out of region expert, like help them, like you yeah, know, like yeah, 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 who's trustworthy, who cheats, all that stuff. Just give them information, yeah, helping. Yeah, them and even though like being the um, like public relations of South America and like North America, that's right. what I was applying for. And uh, what came from that? I was the nothing, reception. no response. Huh. I feel, <laughs> I feel like that's definitely like a missed opportunity in our jails part. Like I feel like it would be very it would have been very beneficial to them considering like the interest in, of South American players in the region for a bit, and so that's kind of interesting to hear about. Mm-hmm. How long ago is this at this point? Uh, when I like applied to it. Yeah. Uh, two years I think. Uh, two, three years. And uh, after that, you like sort of felt dejected and just didn't apply again. Kind of. Yeah, I feel like if I'm not, I'm, like, I didn't get an answer, so like, I f- like figured out like they they are not like wanting me around or like just said no, so I'm not gonna do it again because I already got a no. Right. I think the answer would change. I mean, maybe it maybe it changed with like just different goals, different contexts, like different admins. I don't know. It's just like no harm done for trying trying, in my opinion. Um, let's see. Yeah, so it sounds like you've had a pretty good time in RGL. Sounds like they've been pretty nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any questions you have in mind that you would want to answer for yourself? For myself? Yeah. Like, I actually wanted to ask you, like, how was your experience in South America? That's um, something I was, like, wondering around. It was because, very... Sorry. Because, like... Like if you know what I mean, my experience in South America that you like, I know everybody. Everybody knows me. <laughs> it's like you live in an egg, in an egg. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, you know everybody. You know what's going on in like every single place. So, so 
it was very interesting. I do appreciate the help you gave me, by the way, like when it came to getting onto teams. So the first team you got me on, it was actually pretty fun. I played a heavy for a little bit, but then it's just like we had some roster switches. I felt like we kept switching rosters and it was very chaotic, but it was also just like such a unique and fun experience. Like I would just like kind of go in and all the time. It was really fun. It was cool just like getting used to them on on higher ping. I will say that it was very awkward because a lot of the time, like there'd only be like one person who understood that much of what I'd say. And sometimes they'd have to translate it. And it was just very awkward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm gonna say more apart in Brazil because I don't know, like in Argentina, Chile, and like uh, Uruguay, those like countries. Like in Brazil, English, it's like you learn at school, but like English in school, it's not that bad. If you know what I mean? Yeah. In, like it's really kind of like cool in English in school, but like if you want to really get an effort on in English, you need to like go in a private school and like try to like, right. uh, learn it more. But um, yeah, overall, I had a pretty fun time there. There was just like a little bit of a communications gap. Like I had a hard time kind of like learning the language when most of my exposure to it was like in-game and I was juggling all the other regional stuff. It definitely wasn't as much of an issue at like a, really any other region because like in Europe, a lot of the teams like share English as a mutual language. In North America, it's um, of course English. Uh, Australia was English. Asia was like fairly English, but a lot more quiet and introverted. And I want to say, like, it was definitely awkward, like, with the communicative difficulties, but it was still kind of fun regardless just due to how chaotic it was. But then I think the, um, the UGC team you tried to get me on, like, it's just, like, they understood even less. It was just, like, so unfun to try and do and so awkward, you know what I mean? Because it just felt impossible to coordinate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, like, that's fair. Like, honestly, it's not really on the team. It's just kind of on you as an out-of-region player at that point. It's, like, yeah, you're not going to be able to coordinate too, too much in that context unless you like really grind out and learn the language. But it was a really unique experience, and <laughs> the people are super fun and interesting to be around. And at one point, I think it was like the pyre on our team or so described my voice as very passionate. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, flushed emoji. <laughs> but uh, yeah, honestly, the people are like, so much fun to be around. They're super fun to play with. It was very refreshing compared to America, which is like, so much more developed or like just strategy centric it was fun just kind of having people like follow me around and do whatever yeah because like even though like i said like you're not a region player uh people actually respect kind of more players so like have higher experience Hmm, yeah even though you're you came from like na they're gonna respect you even more because you kind of like know know better and they are like okay let's try what he's doing because it's like he was on high ping and it's working. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, like, like every, my reality is a lie. I definitely enjoyed it. Like they did feel very respectful. Yeah, even though like there was a communication issue sometimes. Like it, they felt very respectful and like appreciative. Yeah, and they were just very supportive in general, which mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Like like I said, I think you ended up in a really good team and sort of like yeah. people. Yeah, and honestly, it's just really fun in general having like some context from other reasons and just being able to like, get onto teams off of each other, like play with each other. It's just super nice in general because it's like sometimes it's hard to get a gauge. Like one, it's hard to kind of get out there yourself as a player unless you have friends like in another region. You know what I mean? And then even if you get on a team, it's like there's no guarantee it will necessarily end up being like that healthy of a like 
email relationship, yeah, because like sometimes they just like won't respond that well to you as an out of region player. Like it really just depends, though. Yeah, and it's really yeah, yeah. nice to just like have a guide of sorts. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I like. After you finish, I was like w wanting to talk. It's like for like an out of region player, like out of like North American player, it is really hard to get into it because you don't know anyone. No one knows you. And you're right. a high pink player. Why should I pick you up? And also, if you look at like something like the RGL Discord, it's like there are like hundreds and hundreds of LFT posts daily, basically. Yes. So it's like you just kind of got it. It was somebody, yeah. Like, other why should I pick up like a high pink player instead of like like a low pink player? Right, but then you compare it to a region like I don't know Australia, Asia, like where there is a much smaller player base and a much more need for players. And it's like even if you aren't as known, a decent bit of the time people resort to like out of region options. Yeah. But then even in like South America, something like that, it's just like a lot more accessible because there's just so much less people actively looking, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that, that definitely makes sense, yeah. So like you asked me before, what well, one thing I could change in like NA yeah. is like, I don't think I can change people's mind by saying like, hey, I know this guy have high ping, but like give him a try, like trust him, does, does not be disrespectful to him even though he's, like, South America. Like, uh, try to trust him, like, a little bit. I think he's gonna, like, uh, be cool about it, and he's gonna try his best. So maybe just, like, for people to be a bit more open-minded about, like, ping, like, and then it kind of... Like, not ping, because imagine if you show up with 300 ping, and you warp around, and, like, you... Well, I mean, like, off. consistent ping, like... Yeah, 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 I, I think, think so. so, I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... I feel like something that you kind of brought up there that would be very interesting is just like having like people that kind of help manage stuff for out of regions because NA has like so much infrastructure pretty much like when it comes to all like RGL, like a very compassionate and caring league and a lot of people that care. And it'd be very mm -hmm. interesting to just like see like, I don't know, just like community managers, like people that help like out of region players kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, maybe they could like send them the way of like, themes the D players or something. Oh, it would just be very interesting to see like RGL attempt to like take and I feel like it's kind of a missed opportunity not doing anything about it. And I feel like it'd be like a very interesting and rewarding position for like anybody who is put into it because it's like the sort of work they really want to do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it'd really help expand the scene, like for both RGL and other regions. And I feel like that's one of the huge things TF2 just hasn't really had much of, like, just that sort of cross-regional cooperation, the liaisons between region, uh, regions, and it's like, I feel like that's something that could definitely be integrated and worked on, yeah? I think. I mean, I think being on RGL as, like, a, like a South American player, I think I'm in a good spot right now, because <laughs> we have a bunch of, like, influencers came by from, like, North, like South America to come by to like North America. Right. Like, I think I already talked about them before, but still, uh, I think things are getting much better than was in the past. And like, hey, we have like a Brazilian here. Let's send him back to Brazil. If you know what I mean? And like, I know that's a meme, but like, still, people yeah. are not trusting me enough. No, or uh, like those people. I do get though. It's like you know, kind of finders currently. That's not like that much of an issue. But I definitely feel like just for like going forward into the future, it would definitely be interesting to kind of see like mm -hmm. more attempt at cross regional cooperation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anything else you want to like ask or talk about? Nah, I'm cool. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. Okay.
have like a bit less of just like a broad range of topics to talk about for this one. Yeah. And I do have the demo review to get to. Um, okay, yeah. I think that'll be it for this. Thank you for your time. It was a pleasure interviewing you. It was very cool. And uh, teams that need players, hit up AC130. Yeah.